some fun. With this ominous, mysterious opening line, Prince informs us, the listener, that this is going to be a different kind of song and a different kind of record. Who is speaking? Why does this person or thing have such a low voice? If it doesn't want to hurt us, then why is Prince going to spend the next six minutes telling us how he's preparing for the Armageddon? These are all good questions. Unfortunately, none of them will be answered. Setting the scene. Insert the sounds of alarm clocks going off. It's dawn. Three separate people are waking up in their respective bedrooms. You have Lisa Coleman, you have Des Dickerson, and of course you have Prince. All three of them wake up thinking it's just gonna be another normal day in the fall of 1982, but each of them will have a a different experience that is going to kind of take them and us as the listener somewhere we weren't expecting, somewhere dark, somewhere a bit frightening, but maybe it's all a dream. I don't know. We as the listener have to make our own decision on that. Lisa tells us she was dreaming when she wrote this. Forgive me if I go astray. What is she writing? Not that many people that I know wake up and immediately begin writing. I suppose if you had a a really vivid dream that you wanted to capture and you grab a pad of paper and a, and a pencil or pen and you start jotting down some of the thoughts and the ideas and the and the themes that existed in this dream. Maybe it's a poem. Maybe it's a song. She's half asleep. She's still dreaming in some ways about what it is that she's experiencing with this. Next, we hear Des Dickerson. When I woke up this morning, I could have sworn it was Judgment Day. So wherever Des happens to be living... He's experiencing maybe a bit more of an alarming wake-up call. So instead of waking up and grabbing a pen and paper and and starting to jot down ideas and thoughts or or a song, Des hears bustling and shouting and chaos outside of his window. 
What does he see? What does he hear? Whatever he sees and hears leads him to believe. Judgment day is nigh. Thirdly, Prince wakes up. He also looks out of his window. He must hear something going on, some commotion outside of his window, just like Des did. Maybe they live in similar neighborhoods. Lisa lives on the other side of town, possibly. (laughs) And he's very concerned about what he's seeing. The sky was all purple. There were people running everywhere. So what could make the sky turn purple? Sky is blue, typically. That is the default color when on a cloudless day. But how do you get from blue to purple? Well, you add some red, possibly blood. A blood red sky with combined with the blue could possibly make the sky appear to be purple. Interestingly enough, this is the first officially recorded mention of the word purple in Prince's discography. The whole 1999 album cover is purple. Purple sleeve, jacket, lots of purple in the background. Prince had worn purple jackets in the past on controversy cover, Dirty Mind, although that was a black and white cover, so you would never know. And around this time, he also recorded a song called Purple Music. That never got an official release. People are running everywhere. Well, what good is that going to do if it's Judgment Day, as Des suggests? If it is our Armageddon is is approaching, what can be done? What, as lowly, weak human beings, can we do to stop Armageddon, to stop our Judgment Day from arriving? Honestly, nothing. And Prince recognizes this. He knows this. He knows this is coming. He senses in this song that the end is near. And we're all pretty much helpless to stop it. So worrying about it isn't going to do us any good. And the theme of 1999, the song really is driven home by that by that concept the end of days what can be done nothing let's party visualize a movie screen divided into thirds We see Lisa in one third, Des in the second third, and Prince in the final third. They all are doing their thing. Lisa's jotting down some ideas that came from a dream she had. Des had just witnessed the chaos outside of his door that leads him to believe Judgment Day is here. Prince is completely taken aback by the purple sky The red could be coming from an explosion. Fire. Regardless of what's causing the red, combined with the blue is leading to a purple sky that Prince just cannot erase from his mind. So now all three of them are on the screen at one time, singing together, trying to run from the destruction, and you know I didn't even care. 
because they say 2000 party over. Oops, out of time. So tonight I'm going to party like it's 1999. Is this end of times, this year, 1999, as predicted by possibly Nostradamus? So we've all thought about something, something we've watched, something we've listened to or read before going to bed. And if, oh, let's say Prince happened to be watching an HBO special on Nostradamus predicting the end of times, the end of the world, and uh, then goes to sleep, I would say it wouldn't be out of character then for that, that same person to have a dream about that TV show or that film, especially if it really resonated or stuck with them somehow, scared them possibly, really made them think deeply about the state of the world. So if this truly did happen to Prince, as the story goes, as told by Bobby Z, it would not be unusual for Prince to wake up the next morning after having these vivid dreams about the end of the world and write this song, or possibly not even go to sleep at all and just go straight into writing the song. But when you're that tired, if, you're, if you've been up for 24 hours or so, you may feel like you're in a dream state. And the beginning of the song, Dreaming When I Wrote This, Prince could be speaking about himself. He could have been dreaming when he wrote this song. Sure, Lisa's singing it, but we know Lisa didn't write this song. This is a Prince song. Prince wrote the songs. So I think that is one theory. Possibly Prince added additional vocals to this song to make it feel more like a, a dream. We know Jill Jones joins in in this song. She has, she joins in on the vocals, I'm guessing, in the chorus and towards the end. I feel pretty confident Jill was involved in singing in the chorus. So it's Prince plus three band members that, you know, his basically his, uh, his crew, half of his crew at the time, half of what would become the revolution. And... They were on tour with with Prince for this album as well. It was a it was a it was a really important time for for the man and and this song certainly is a big reason why. So possibly in this dream Prince had after watching this HBO special on Nostradamus, Prince and his bandmates decided to party in the face of this death and this destruction. They sing the chorus together just like the last couple of lines in the verse to maybe signify solidarity with the idea of partying as a way to stave off extinction. Oops, out of time. Didn't realize time was running out, but it certainly is. At least for our heroes in this song, time has run out. But there's just a little bit of time left. So we 
once again, I was dreaming when I wrote this, so sue me if I go too fast. But life is just a party, and parties weren't meant to last. War is all around us, my mind says prepare to fight. So if I gotta die, I'm gonna listen to my body tonight. If I go too fast. Possibly going too fast, meaning too quickly through the motions. Skipping past all of the, the scary parts. The thousands and thousands and possibly millions of people that are already perished in this end of world scenario. We're just going to skip past that. So sue me. I don't want to talk about death. Life is just a party and parties weren't meant to last. No truer words could be said with that. And if, for, for many of us, just being alive is sometimes feels like a gift. And it should feel like a gift. But we all know our time on Earth is is limited and will eventually come to an end. And parties can't last forever. Parties are a means to get away from and sort of put aside, cast aside the, the issues of the time, the issues of the day, the realities of our lives, the realities of our time on Earth. And while they're fun and, gr and amazing distractions, can be amazing distractions, the real world still waits for us at the end of a party. And we all know this. Can't party forever because it's unsustainable. Our society would crumble if everybody just partied and nobody did any work. Prince and his merry band of partiers have no time for your doom and gloom. If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. Got a lion in my pocket, and baby, he's ready to roar. Everybody's got a bomb, we could all die any day. Oh, but before I let that happen, I'll dance my life with you. So, not gonna run for the hills. That mentality is dead. Don't come knocking if you don't have attentions to party. We don't want to hear the doom and gloom. And Prince is using this opportunity to remove all the negative people in his life that he doesn't consider to be down with the cause. His ideology of dance, music, sex, romance. The line in my pocket is really the first reference of sex in this song, listening to my body tonight, so you can take that to mean sex as well. As the world explodes around him, Prince continues to party and dance and fuck. As they say, 2000 party over, oops, out of time, we're running out of time. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999.
in song's outro, we do get a reference to the Bible. Can't run from the revelation, no. So, the Bible indicates that the end of times, possibly due to our society becoming more godless, more secular, sinful, God will destroy false religions and political rulers around the world. The wicked. It's all spelled out in Revelations. The prince says we can't run from that. This is the warning. Prince is warning us. At least the us of 1982. We've got 17 years to get our shit together. Seems like a long time. But any of you alive in 2002, and it's just like that, it's 2019, 17 years later, we are already about to reach the, uh, the 20s, the 2020s. Fucking unbelievable. 17 years passes fast on this earth. We don't have our shit together now. We didn't give our shit together in the 80s and 90s. So, is it a 17-year-long party that Prince is proposing? The song was written in 1982. song performed in 1982. Everybody say party. We could all die any day. I don't want to die. I'd rather dance my life away. Singing for your nation, y'all. Doesn't matter where you're from. When the end of times comes, it's not just the end of times for a nation, a continent, a hemisphere even. We all gotta go. Did Prince really think we had only 17 years left on this earth? Nah, I don't believe it. This is a song that is about the end of times and partying in the face of death and destruction, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Prince believed. 1999 was going to be the end of of the world, the end of humankind. But, even if he didn't truly believe that, there was enough shit going on in 1982. Not that it's changed, but... I can imagine, especially with the, with the types of themes that he was singing about on controversy, that he must have believed that if he, if he really believed in what uh, Revelation said, we had never been more godless than we had been in 1982. That could have been what he thought. Like, if Revelation says that God is going to give us a warning. And if we don't correct our mistakes, we don't fix society's ills, then he's going to bring about the apocalypse. We did our best, Prince. We did our best. We made it past 1999. So even if that was a warning. We failed you. We failed you. Epilogue. 1999 had an interesting run on the pop charts. It was released as the first single from the album. It is the album's first track. 
but it stalled. It stalled just outside the top 40 in late 1982. So even though for Prince at that time, who hadn't had many top 40 hits, at least on the pop charts, it wasn't unusual that this song did not succeed commercially. What makes it interesting is because then Little Red Corvette was the next single released off of 1999, and that song blew up. So Warner Brothers took note of that and re-released 1999 in mid-1983, where it found pop success and became pop culture track that it is known as today. The phrase, party like it's 1999, is part of our lexicon. Maybe someday that phrase will no longer have the same meaning as the earth rotates around the sun one more time. The year 1999 continues to become further and further away from us become further and further away from the present and so as that happens the and as we all age those of us who were alive during the 80s and 90s and understood the the significance of this song coming to fruition 17 years after its release i'd say that uh at some point party like it's 1999 will have no no relevance and they'll either need to be an update, party like it's twenty nine ninety nine, or this will just disappear. It will become a phrase that was popular in the late 20th to early 21st century, but then disappeared. People stopped saying it. And as we stop saying words, they become obsolete, extinct. I don't know how many children of the 2010s and 2020s are going to use that phrase in the future. Sad to say, probably not many. I'd love to hear if you have any other thoughts about 1999. The lyrics to the song, did you interpret anything differently than what I interpreted? I don't necessarily think that I need to explain the significance of this song in Prince's career. Anybody who's listening to this podcast should absolutely already understand that. But I am going to say, 1999 for me personally, the song 1999, is tied with Little Red Corvette for having equal significance in my, in my introduction to Prince and his music. The two songs are intertwined in my brain as far as like how did I become enthralled with this man's music and for many years I only ever heard the radio edit of this song so once I finally listened to 1999 album it was almost like a, a, a Christmas gift was given to me extra two to three minutes of music and singing and vocalizations and it's just it was it was a gift this song is a gift it's truly one of prince's best 
Mommy, why does everybody have a bomb? Mommy, why does everybody have a gun? This has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. And until next time, goodbye.